Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like putting your washing out, but we do more pegging. Actually, take uh, we, we, (laughs) we, I'm Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. Coming up, we're going to be talking to someone about the art of Shibari. Hi, I'm Marika and I'm here on behalf of Shibari today. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this week's Good Sex, Bad Sex. I'm so pleased you weren't too tied up to join us. Jesus Everyone, Everyone's looking at me wondering where the fuck I was going with that. It's because we are talking to someone who will be teaching us about the ancient Japanese art of rope bondage from shibari study we have marika ruth hello hi hello marika how are you i'm very good thank you how are you i'm good thank you i'm really excited to learn about shibari study Mm -hmm. so please explain to us what this is all right so i guess i could start with what is shibari right Mm, um so the first thing uh, that comes to mind after the brief introduction that you gave uh, <laughs> is that I, I I think it's important to already dismiss the notion that this is an ancient art from Japan. Um, mm. This is a very uh, orientalistic approach uh, to the practice. I, I, I know that it always feels good to want to romanticize things and make them sound like they are very... Oh. Oh, no, no, sorry. I I was very much definitely going into Mr. Male Dom mode of like, oh, I'm a total Japan. Oh, ain't <laughs> Japanese are. And really, they've just been watching too much Pornhub. So, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> I don't mean it about you at all. I think this is really the way it's very often uh, understood. And the way we talk about it is, oh, Shibari is an ancient Japanese art uh, of rope bondage, um, which sounds really good and... Uh, but it, it's not really ancient. I mean, of course, it does have a lot, a lot of uh, origins and source codes into um, medieval warfare. But I feel like this is something that is true about any kinky practices. Uh, we tend to use references from, you know, historical periods of oppression. And then when we're not in these periods anymore, we romanticize them and then we use it in our shadow sexuality right in our kinky practices like if you go in a, a dungeon in europe or in america you'll have a you know saint andre cross or you'll have you know whips and cages and all these are objects and and domination games that are based in you know these historical peers of oppression like inquisition or whatever so indeed there is this is as far as ancient qualifies to define shibari it's only these source codes but what shibari is now is a highly mutated form um, that has evolved through time and through history and through the uh, culture of japan and is now also practiced uh, everywhere in the world so it has also changed a lot like this bouncing between you know uh, the east and the west and now, basically, the only way I can describe shibari uh, without saying anything, <laughs> you know, uh, full of assumptions is that it is about tying each other or ourselves up using rope. 
I have a question. Love it. Love it. <laughs> like, I love the half hour TED talk before that. <laughs> Guys, chill. It's just tying each other up. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> and what about Shibari study? What's Shibari study? So Shibari study is an online educational platform that uh, I founded in 2019 uh, together with my ex-partner. And uh, this is basically a place where you can access uh, instruction, but also inspiration. Uh, You can also connect with uh, other folks who practice Shibari. Um, And we're trying to create it to really you know, give access to education for all levels. So people who have never touched a rope and just want to get started, uh, but also people who already have experience with bondage or uh, bondage in general or uh, shibari and want to develop their skills or learn a new, you know, a new trick or a new thing. Um, Yeah, but we also try to make it um, really focusing on on like a multi-layered approach to it. So different styles different teachers, different approaches, different interests, uh, different techniques, but also not only from the perspective of the top or dominant person who wants to tie, but also from the perspective of somebody who wants to be tied and learn how to do this safely. So it's also very bottom-centered. And we try to have this kind of equilibrium between tying education and being tied education. Okay. So people pay like a monthly subscription and they, they can join the websites and, and is it forms of videos or do you talk to the tutors? How does it work once you join? So, uh, indeed it's a subscription based platform. So the, there is a monthly or semi-annual or annual memberships, uh, which you can choose. And then once you get access to the website, it's unlimited access to all content. So there's about 450 videos at the moment uh, from about 10 different instructors. And then you have just access to all the videos. Um, And something very new, uh, which we're actually launching today, uh, is that we are now also doing live classes. So we're going to be able to work with a bunch of people that we were not able to fly in Berlin for shootings anymore. Uh, due to the pandemic. So this is really cool. It's really opening up also the variety of uh, instructors and instruction that we can bring into the site. I've got 82 questions. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Get your notepads out. I haven't got 82 questions. What are my questions? Rope burn. How do you avoid rope burn? Store that, Mary, right? And what... and. What is, what is it? What is it? What is it? Why are you tying it? Why are you tying yourself up? Is it just, is it, is it just kink? Is it an emotional thing? Is it, is it mental? Is it emotional? Is it, what, what is it? All right. So, um, how do you avoid rope burn? First of all, use the proper rope. So there are certain types of ropes, uh, that are suitable for bondage and some that are really not. So do not go to, uh, the gardening store and buy some synthetic, uh, you know, rope that is exactly um, also according to the type of bondage you're going to do. Uh, some fibers are not so good, like cotton, for example, uh, or synthetic ropes that can be okay for more like Western bondagey things on the ground uh, would probably become dangerous for suspensions because they they uh, burn more and they stretch. Um, 
And then a bunch of tricks, you know, to just learn while you learn the practice. So basically the, my answer to this question would be just buy the right ropes and check out, uh, you know, our free safety course on Shibari study. The instructor also talks about this, about different types of ropes and how to avoid burns and petechia, these little blood vessels that pop under the skin somewhere. Uh, so all these things are just basic safety, uh, yeah, basic bondage safety. Why and what is it, right? <laughs> Why would you do it and what the hell is it, right? Is yes. This, is this roughly the question? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> right, so why? Um, there are as many whys as there are people practicing. Uh, but I guess the general grand themes are because it's hot uh, and or because it's beautiful and or because it's fun <laughs> <laughs> and or because it brings uh, several emotional, physical, and even sometimes mental benefits to the people who practice. Uh, so it can be any or combination or all of the these kind of motivations. What are the emotional benefits it brings? So, all right, assuming that we're talking about, uh, you know, positive experiences with respectful, informed, safe partners, right? Um, the, the benefits of Shibari on an emotional level is, I think the most common things that uh, practitioners experience with it is just um, like a really deep sense of connection with the person that they're tying with uh, or, or with themselves if they're practicing self-tying. But there's really this sense of zooming in and tuning in um, that I think can be kind of equivalent to active meditation or just any sort of mindfulness practice. So I'm not saying that Shibari is a mindfulness practice but I'm saying that it has very similar kind of emotional benefits. Um, it, it's also really something that can be very calming or very cathartic. Um, like people very often will say after a good session, a satisfying session that they feel really like, you know, they have this kind of like, almost like the after sex glow or the after, <laughs> you know, this kind of like ah, <sighs> relief and, I feel good and I feel calm, I feel grounded and I feel connected. Um, yeah. Can you do it solo? Like, is there a way to do it by yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How? How? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, again, well, Shibari, let, let's always remember that it, it, Shibari, you take rope, you tie the rope onto a body, whether it's your own body or someone else's body or three different. <laughs> you know, other people's bodies. Um, you know, you can adapt the techniques um, to tie yourself up. So it can be just to practice technically. So maybe you'll be, you know, tying something on your legs. So you get, you know, used to the rope and you get better with your knots. Um, it can be something very kind of like a self massage or like a sort of moment to connect to yourself. So maybe you will wrap yourself up in a more sensual way. Um, or even in a more painful way, this is what you feel like experiencing, or, you know, it's like, it's like solo sensory play, right? Uh, and then some people that are more advanced and experienced do self-suspension, so they will suspend themselves. Um, and then this tends to be a bit more 
something that people who have a background with acrobatics or uh, you know yoga or aerial circus and they start incorporating um, all the aerial possibilities of shibari into their you know creative and physical expression so what are the biggest misconceptions that you think people have when it comes to rope time? Because I think a lot of people might be like, well, I can't do it by myself. Or if I do start trying it, then I need to have all this big equipment and all that, mm-hmm. you know, straight up doing the suspension. Mm-hmm. Scaffolding. Yeah. <laughs> Reinforce ceilings or something. I mean, I guess the, oof, there are so many misconceptions. Where to start? Um, I think the biggest misconception is that it has to be suspension because it really doesn't. Suspension is one very specific type of rope play. Um, it's also the one that involves the most risk. Uh, it's not necessarily the most fun because it's also the most stressful for both people. So this is more like really high level, complicated, risky edge play. Super fun. I love it, but definitely not what it is about. Uh, so I guess that's the number one misconception. Um, another misconception is that there are certain bodies that can do shibari and enjoy shibari and certain bodies who can't. Um, again, we're talking about something that does have its origins into a specific culture, a specific history. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but as a result, a lot of what shibari a lot of the ways in which shibari was developed um, was for men to tie small Japanese women for porn, mostly, right? Um, so there's really this very heterosexual code into shibari until recently. But as the practice evolves and as the practice also, you know, nothing exists in a vacuum. And thankfully, uh, the world is becoming more you know, <laughs> a bit more feminist and a bit more body positive and a bit more inclusive. Uh, and so Shibari also is becoming more inclusive. And we're finding out that everybody can be tied. Everybody can tie. Everybody can enjoy rope, no matter your size, your age, your social status, your sexuality, your gender. Um, so that's another huge misconception. Shibari is not only for young, skinny, flexible women to be tied and for, um, you know, big guys to tie. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it, honestly, I, I'm loving all this. It's so interesting. I can see the, um, the kind of mental and psychological take on it. Is there a physical take as well? Is it, is it sexually arousing, if indeed it is sexually arousing, for you, or you don't have to ask on your behalf, Miranda. Is it is it sexually arousing if it is um, because it's about um, you know trust and role play or submission or do you know what I mean that the kind of the mental side of it, or is it does it does it physically do it for you? Again, it it's very hard for me to just answer that, uh, you know, because it's like it, it's it's like if you were asking me what what is it about sex that does it for me and it's a combination of all of it and it very much depends on the context on the moment on you know the people involved sometimes it's purely physical and there's absolutely you know it's got nothing to do with trust or vulnerability or submission you know like uh, you can have like a one night stand with somebody and have amazing sex but there's no trust 
there is no yeah. there is no you know grand emotions involved in it but it fucking feels good right or whatever or it can be something that I enjoy because I have a deep emotional connection with somebody uh, and of course this will also kind of you know how I feel will influence how like how I feel emotionally will influence how I feel in my body they're hard to separate it's it's impossible to separate um so it's a really hard question to answer like this. I, I, I don't have an answer. It's, it's important to, and I think this is the biggest lesson also for everybody to learn from, I think, any sort of sensual practice and physical practice is to try and be careful about these sort of distinctions. Like we tend to want to really define things in a binary way. You know, it's, is it art or is it sex? Well, this is it's more nuanced than this is it you know emotional or is it physical it's more nuanced than this what kind of things do you think are there any uh, is is there a way that practicing shibari can strengthen your your relationship with someone else with the person who does it like whether that's your partner or whether you've got a dom or something like what kind of ways does it help to strengthen your your relationship it is a collaborative practice right it is a collaborative practice that if approached in, in my opinion, the right way will involve a lot of conversations around consent, around empathy, around boundaries, around pleasure, uh, around mutual empowerment, mutual respect, uh, self-awareness and mutual awareness. Uh, also just hopefully having a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, what, whether it's a sexual thing or not for you, just, you know, experiencing something really fucking cool. So all of this put together in the context of a romantic relationship, I, you know, it, it's, it's all, all good, right? Yeah, yeah. So where can people find out more information? Um, well, they can go on Shibara Study. They could start by maybe following uh, our Instagram page where, you know, there are lots of pictures and we try to already like share some information in the captions and people are chatting. Um, you know, they can start following our instructors, for example, to see different styles. They can follow me. <laughs> on Instagram. Um, you know, How and much is it for a subscription? Um, the monthly subscription is $25. Uh, semi-annual, I think is 120 and the annual $215. So it's a little bit cheaper every time. I'm so intrigued by this. As someone, so I'm of a nervous disposition, quite neurotic or very neurotic and a Catholic and I um, get claustrophobic. So I, you feel that I shouldn't be attracted to this <laughs> and yet maybe the Catholic with the, with the, the, the ropes. I just think it sounds fascinating well, how would be so if people came to um, Shibari study? Um, we got we followed your Insta and kind of got involved. And sorry, is there a is it for every stage of, of it? So people that really want to start out and that have no idea about it, but just intrigued to learn and find like you know the baby steps, if you will, and then people that have have a lot more experiences. Is all that available to everyone? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a whole beginner classes section. Um, so there are like few sections on the website, right? We're trying to separate classes into categories. So it's easy to navigate and to look what you're, to find uh, what you're looking for. Um, so we do have a whole category called beginner classes. And this section will literally take you from, I have never touched the rope, all the way to tying some, you know, cute little things on yourself or on a partner and understand also how to use the rope for 
more central erotic place. So we're trying to cover also, I'm trying to always make sure that all the aspects are available, right? So we're building up the, we're giving you the tools to do whatever you want, whether it's hot sex, beautiful macrame on your partner, you know, art, uh, just mindful, self-tight meditation, then it's just up to you to design your own practice. You've got to come back on. And when you do, Miranda and I will be in some kind of harness. <laughs> just a little bit of cord, summit, 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 summit. Give us your, um, give us your social media and website details again, please. Right. So my personal social media is uh, at marika.layla and uh, Shibari Study is at shibari.study. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Marika. Thank you. That was fascinating. Thanks very much to Marika Rue from Shibari Study. Oh, I'm quite into this. The Catholic in me is intrigued. Mm. I think and the, 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 the co-host in me is also intrigued about you getting into this. This would be, be nice. <laughs> so I had a thought. I have a thought. You know, producer Sam has left us. Yes. Right. And, and listeners will remember him. Or um, Listeners will remember him from the time when he um, almost had a breakdown when Phil Nickel broke his cock. Mm. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that we should... I think sort of a good idea would be to get producer Sam just on the calls and we do the things to him so if it's for shibari for instance we tie him up on uh, over zoom maybe what are you talking are you have you had some acid today i love acid <laughs> um my name is bb lynch i'm miranda k i'm bb lynch Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols from metro.co.uk. And you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with the triple X. And we're on Instagram with just the one normal X. And if you've got a sexy question or you want to come on the show and talk to us about something, or if you just want to have a bit of whatever BB's on, then you can get in touch <laughs> with us at info at sexpod.co.uk. <laughs> Me and the rainbows and the unicorn <laughs> and the, and the little, little twirling teacups. We'll see you next week. <laughs>